Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed with balancing your work life and your busy mum's life. Are you struggling to create that bond with your children? Possibly you may be feeling guilty for not spending enough time with your kids. Not anymore because in this podcast, I will bring you tips, hints, ideas and interview material from all the other busy mums that are out there that are trying to balance work life with their lives as well as bringing up their kids as well as facing all the things as we do as busy mums. My name is Farah, I'm Leader Coach Farah and I am talking about transforming busy mums lives. episode I talk to you about six core elements that I have created after really taking a deep look at at my own life as a busy mom who has had postnatal depression, she has gone through a divorce, she has trying to create a new life with a, a new partner, trying to fit in with the kids and also managing two businesses. So don't forget to tune in every single Friday where I bring you a an interview or a podcast relating purely to transforming busy mums lives. Guys, ladies, busy mums, does this relate to you? Would you like to lead a stress-free life? And would you like to lead a stress-free life and bring about a balance in your life. Quite a lot to ask there, isn't it? Well, how about someone who wants to enjoy motherhood? Is that you? Listen on to my podcast where I will bring in many, many, many busy mums' lives experience to see how they do it in a way that we would want to do um, just transform our lives. So maybe you're someone who is overwhelmed with maybe balancing the work life and home life. Maybe you're struggling to create a bond with your child. They may be going through different stages of their development and you're not quite understanding in what is actually happening. For example, your daughter who's now becoming a teenager or your son. Possibly it is that you may be feeling guilty. Do you kind of relate to that, that guilty feeling? I definitely do. Maybe you're guilty for not spending enough time with your kids and you just kind of keep buying stuff to make up for the lack of time that you haven't spent with your kids. Potentially, you might be feeling like you're failing as a mother and maybe you feel you're not doing anything well. So you kind of got your hands everywhere, your fingers in every pie, but not one of those things that you're doing is fulfilling and feeding your soul. You just feel like a constant failure because you just can't finish anything. Maybe you're not in a great shape and you continue to pine for a better body, the body that you had before your kids came along years ago, but you're still wanting that. So you keep trying to follow different methodologies, different diets, the latest trick and trend, but it doesn't work. 
Perhaps you're worried about the health and well-being of your kids and your family. Maybe they're not engaging in enough activities, i.e. physical activities. Maybe you're worried about their health and they're not eating right foods. They're not making the good choices that you'd like them to make. Perhaps you're not sure yourself what the good choices are. Maybe you struggle at mealtimes to cook yet another recipe, to find that another exciting meal to put on the table, or simply just get fed up and just order a takeaway. Perhaps you would like to spend some time on yourself, discovering what you really want to do. Maybe it's the career that you want to get back to. Perhaps you were on the top of the top of your game before the babies came along. And now your self-confidence affected so much, the thought of going back absolutely frightens you, scares you. You just simply can't see a way out. Maybe your partner works away and that you are managing to bring up the kids all by yourself, just like a single parent. However, you're not quite, quite called a single parent in this society because he's two of you, but he's never around, is he? Maybe you are here listening to this podcast because you would like to experience a stress-free motherhood where you can find a balance. Isn't that lovely, lovely? Isn't that music to your ears? You don't want to experience a guilt constantly. You don't want to be feeling guilty constantly. You want to be present for your children. You want to be spending quality time with your children and also enjoying, enjoying the time that you're spending with them, understanding the time is never going to come back. Perhaps you'd like to create a better relationship with your partner. You know, you've been so busy that you haven't had a chance to have that date night that you planned months ago. Perhaps you want to get dressed and feel lovely and you want to feel sexy and also uh, go on a date. And, and perhaps you want to get back to that career. Perhaps you want to maybe do your own business, something that you're really passionate about. But the opportunity to even think about what you're passionate about isn't quite there. So how, would you, how will you get there? How will you get from running around like a headless chicken mother to thriving and enjoying a stress-free life as a mum? I believe you need a vehicle. This is why I have created a Thriving Mums Programme podcast. What do I mean when I say a Thriving Mums Programme? That will, I mean it's a programme full of tips and hints and methodologies that will get you back in control of your life. Why do you think this is important? It's really important to look after yourself, to bring about a balance, to ignite your relationship, to be bring up healthy children and also healthy yourself. You want to create a platform where your kids can thrive emotionally and physically. How about some quality time to spend on your own self? And how about getting to do something that you love, where there is no one calling you a mummy, but just been calling with you with their, your name? Why do we think, why do we need to do this right now? Well, so many families are not feeling um, like they have a balance. So many families are feeling stressed out. Many of them unhealthy. Obesity is kind of taking 
place in almost every family. One in three kids is now obese. The parents are worried. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to stop this. This overwhelming feeling. They want to create a balance and not get and they're not getting enough time to spend their kids because both the parents need to work to kind of survive in this day and age. Too many of us are trying to create maybe robotic kids so that they can survive in the doggy dog environment where they grow up neglecting their emotional needs. You know, you know that parent that is running around that is uh dropping their child from one club to the next because they believe that they need to be in some kind of a group environment, in some kind of education, whether it's physical, whether that's mental. So they are busy, busy, busy all the way till 6.30 and they come home, the kids are shattered, the mother is shattered because she's been taxing kids around because they've been enrolled in so many clubs. All because we are trying to create robotic children so they can survive in that doggy dog environment. The way you're living right now, are you, would you say you're an example or a role model to your child? Do you think you're making the right choices? If your children are seeing you stressed, overwhelmed, unhealthy, rushed, miserable, upset, down, unloved then that's what they're learning this podcast is not just for women or busy mums there's another reason why I'm, I'm doing this podcast because I believe that I want to change the generations I believe women most women are leaders of their home whatever you bring your home whatever you decide to cook whatever principles you put in place however you show up what you show your kids is what they're learning majority of the time because most mums are spending time with their kids versus the dads. So it's not just for you. We all need to play an important part to create better, more healthier and emotional environment for our kids. Like I said earlier, um, perhaps I didn't actually, According to a recent survey, the stress levels of mums who have two kids, which is an average, is 8.5 out of 10. 72% of mums are stressed out. Often they are saying they don't have enough times in their lives to do anything. Another 46% are creating a stressful environment for a child to grow up in leads to stressed, and this leads to stressed, what, would, what does stress lead to eventually? You can't just, just say, I'm stressed, and the next morning you reset your button. S- continue stress on anyone would lead to depression. And if your child is getting stressed because you're stressed, they'll also have a, a very negative effect on your child. And they perhaps, but when they, become in, they come into the adolescent age, they may suffer from depression. And that's all part of the recent survey as the stress levels are so high that's what the children are watching now is the time to create a calm environment for your children which will impact their future and also their future generations and this is why i have created a program after working with many 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 busy mums for years 
You see, I believe that there are six core elements that can truly bring about a balanced life. That's what I believe. I've really searched this, looked at my own life. What do I deal with every single day? How do I deal with the stress in my life? How do I plan my life? What is my relationship like with my children? You know, am I just there because I'm cooking their foods, dinners? Am I present mother? I have challenged myself hard. And after challenging myself, I've kind of brought this program into six core elements. You know, the first element, and I think that is the most important, they all are very important, but I do believe that along with everything else, the most important thing I've created is care. What do I mean when I say care? I mean looking after ourselves and loving ourselves, caring about us as mums. You know, in order to master this, I have created a program called the Inner Freedom Formula. What this will give you is an understanding of caring for you so you can master the art of caring for others. Why is it important? Well, it's important so you can be a busy mum and you can create a calm, peaceful, loving environment for your kids where you enjoy being a mother and your family is blossoming, is having a fantastic time as a result of this. Once you've understood the art of loving yourself, you can truly then love others. It is so important that you do something for you every single day, every single week, every single month in a whole year. It's important to stop and think about what is it that I need? When I say that you can that you need to do something for yourself, I don't necessarily mean you need to take a whole hour off and um, you know go out somewhere. I mean something that you need. Because trust me, since I've put this particular principle into my life, I have seen me as a better, more calmer, more in control, less stressed mother. That's the example I want to give my children versus the mother I used to be who was literally rushing out and making her children feel like it was their fault that I've become this person because I'd stop looking after myself. I stopped loving myself. How can I look after others when my own life was in disarray? And this is why I've put this particular element on the top of my program because I totally, truly, completely and utterly believe that self-care is one of the most important elements for a busy mother to have a life of thrival rather than survival. Now, what are the examples of the things that you could do for yourself? It could be anything. Where you are not disturbed, it's just you and the peace and the calm. It could be a walk. It could be a lovely bath, 15-20 minutes. Yeah, with a glass of wine, why not? I won't recommend you have everyday wine and um, because when we come to talk about body confidence, that quite won't quite fit in that element. It just depends on how the rest of your day has been. The other thing, how do you look after? So there's many elements of looking after yourself. So it could be that, that you need some time to just deload your mind. It could be that you might want to read a book, that you want to have a bath, you may want to listen to a podcast that uh, takes you away from your daily, uh, distracts you from the daily um, um, stresses of your life. It could be something like exercise. 
It could be half an hour jog. It could be a walk simply. It could be that you are going to chat to your friend. That feels good, doesn't it? After you pick up the phone to your friend. Something that we don't quite do now. We text each other. But if you were to see your friend face to face, how much better do you feel after you come back from there? It's just a relief. It's just such a lovely thing, especially a friend that you get on with, that you can share um, the concerns of your heart. It Talking is healing. It's lovely to do that. All those elements are for you. You are not a mother now. You are actually loving your own self. You are the person you are. So whatever your name is, you are that person. Every day you must connect with yourself. Every day you must remember who you are and what are you doing. Unless, if you don't do this, you will just, your life will snowball into an effect of lots of stress upsetness like we talked about depression anxiety and you'll be exhausted exhausted and still not feel great at the end of that you're not a martyr stop trying to be a martyr be a mother but don't forget before you became a mother who were you that the person that you were before you became a mother you want to reconnect with that every single day the tip i will give you is to actually do something that you do regular basis so for me every day I don't exercise every day but I do five times a week and that five out of seven is my time I am at the gym lifting the weights that I love doing doing my cardio doing my stretches listening to music I am not available as a mother at that particular time it's an hour 10 20 hour and 20 minutes that is my time and I will not drop that easily okay it has to be a very very good reason that someone needs me i.e my kids before all that give that up it's very easy to say no 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 my first job is a mother no because what happens if i don't exercise if i don't exercise i don't feel so good i get affected mentally if i don't exercise i need exercise to make me feel better in order to become a better mother so with that thought in mind Create something that you will feel like yourself before your kids came along. Okay, that has to be something for yourself and not necessarily um, a big challenge. Or I'm not talking about you having facials every day. I'm talking about simple things that you can do for yourself every single day. Cleaning a kitchen isn't for you, by the way. It's for the family. Even if you had the music in the background, you're still cleaning up for the family. That is not your time. Then you sit down and you get your book out to write all your expenses and your bills. That's not self-love uh, from any angle. That's worry. That's for the family again. This has got to be just for yourself and no one else. This is something that makes you happy. When you leave that particular place, you're like, yes, this is, this is great. Every single day, a little dose of self-care will go a long, long way to make you a better mother. There is no doubt about it, okay? There is no pill that will replace that. You've got to take charge of it. Yes, and you're probably thinking, I do that every day, I have a glass of wine. Now, that's not exactly um, having a good time uh, because I believe that that's a, almost have got an addictive property alcohol and you will need more and more and more of that to, to, to actually get the same feeling that you used to have with just one glass. And then if you are watching your weight, most of our mums are, and if you are um, 
uh, wanting to be healthy, then perhaps this is not a, an activity to be engaged in every single day, single day. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do this on the weekends, but doing this every single day isn't going to give you what you're looking for. It's not, if it, not a self-love, not a great example of self-love. Definitely on the weekend, I think, you know, you're absolutely fine or once or twice a week. But I think having that daily, if, if, you, if this is the only way you know how to deal with stress, then your body, your mind will recognise that. And anytime you're in a stressful in, in environment, your mind's going to say, give me the glass of Prosecco because it's so used to having that. Versus if you are doing yoga, meditation, exercise, walking, jogging, having a bath, uh, maybe you've taken up a skill, sewing classes, anything that will associate, your mind will also associate relaxation with those versus having a drink. So it's about building good habits because this is something we're going to do daily. We will recommend that you do this every single day, something. Even if you don't, if you're listening to my podcast right now and you're thinking, what is it that I can do? What is it in particular that I can do right now? think about what is it that you like start with yourself make a list and say oh I love bike riding I used to well let's dust off that bike and get it out don't take your kids with you this is for you this is your time and get on the bike and go now there's lots of things stopping you and you know what that thing is yourself you are stopping yourself having a good time because of whatever reasons there may be intimidation you don't think you can go, get on the bike, you don't think you deserve it, you feel guilty, and list can go on. We'll talk about the guilt in a minute. Okay, so next uh, core element that I want to discuss with you is connection. What do I mean when I say connection or connect? By connect, I mean your connection with your loved one and your partner. Now, in order to reignite this connection, I have made the ultimate relationship creator. So that's the name of this particular element and why have I created that? And what will this give you? Well, I believe this will help you with building a loving relationship where you feel loved and fulfilled. Why is it important to feel loved? Why is it important to have a relationship? It's important so you can bring up your children in loving and caring environment. If you both are feeling connected with each other, you and your partner, then you will feel loved and you will have positive effect on your children. I so totally believe this is an absolute foundation of healthy household. You see, what I am talking about here is when you have babies, you know, this is a big, big responsibilities. And when you have more than one, then you have two children. The time that you used to spend with your partner has diminished. It's literally not even there. And you're just doing, like I said, you leave all your other roles and you're just playing the role of mum because it is how it is. It's taking up most of your time. Then you throw in your job and bits and pieces, second child, how you're feeling, starting to get tired as we age. You know, you're not going to, the last thing you want to create is a relationship. But in the back of your mind, a little niggly thing is going on with what's going on here you know I haven't been told I love you for so long or you all and when you sit down at the end of the day 
you would want to have a cuddle, you would want to have a kiss, you would want to have a relationship, intimacy with your partner that you may have lost. Again, how do you keep that plant watered? In our house, we call it watering the plant. It's come from us, my, me and my current partner, um, ensuring that we have that healthy relationship, loving relationship every single week. What do I mean by that every single week? So we both come from previous relationships. In our previous relationships, we didn't quite create that. I guess we didn't have the understanding of that. We definitely had the need for it. Hence, we are where we are. But we didn't understand how to create a loving relationship, but have a consistency to it. It's not one of those things when you're having a fight and you think, right, it's because we haven't spent enough time with each other. We need to do something different. This is about doing this every single week. Now, I will recommend every couple has a date night, kids or not, whether you've got the kids inside the house, that's absolutely fine, whether you can get a babysitter, that's even better, and you should have a date night where you can literally talk to each other again as a couple, you're not a mum and a dad now, you are you and you are, and your partner's opposite you, you may get a chance to get dressed, you may rekindle, you may, um, you know, think about the past and the, when you first met, you bring in the loving words, you create some more memories, you hold hands, you have full attention of your partner and your attention has your, your partner has your full attention. This is where you talk to each other about what's been happening. This conversation could be anything, could be about themselves, uh, could be about the kids, could be about the concerns, but is you've got their attention 100%. Uh, or you may uh, be very good at communicating so you may not need to do that but you may watch a film together taking turns of one week you watch something and then your partner watches something we have a Ben and Jerry night you know where it's called a date night where I will cook some food that are um, a bit more richer than our usual food in the week it's a bit of a treat and that's always followed by a pudding uh, some days it is uh, a very simple yogurt with some berries and a little stick of maybe Kit Kat chocolate on it. Other days it's a full on Ben and Jerry's night where a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's shared by us straight from the tub, two little spoons and we love it and we don't feel guilty having it. Now, my kids go to their partner, my ex-partner every weekend so I'm lucky to have that time and the opportunity to have a date now, which is dis uh, undisruptive. However, there has been moments where my kids have been home and I have still uh, had the date night. What I have done in that case is let them know that mummy um, is going to be having a date night um, with her partner. And if you like, and we're watching a movie, I let them know what we're doing. We're watching a movie. If you would like to come and take part in this, uh, if you like to watch the, the film with us, more than welcome to come and join us uh, and we would love that however one thing that you must be very careful guys is that you mustn't call me for anything because this time I will say probably it starts at 8 or date night when the movie comes on and it kind of finishes at 11 and expect them to put themselves to bed or I may go up and give them a kiss goodnight it obviously depends on what age the children are uh, but whatever age they are they're all going to have a, a you know they're all going to bed at a certain time and then you can come back down and create that. Now, initially, if you have never set a date night in your house, you will get some challenges. You will get your teenage kids calling you weirdo parents or uh, why do you need a date night or whatever. And you may also feel quite guilty for having a date night. 
For some reason, as soon as we have kids, we think we shouldn't do anything. We think we should just devote our entire life, our entire resource, time, effort, energy into our kids. That is not true. If you are doing that, I bet you're a very stressed out parent and unhappy at the same time. Where, it gets to a say when you start resenting your kids really for having them rather than enjoying it because you've created a life where you are th- surviving in a, stress, uh, a stressful environment. Now, if you were to now switch the coin over, flip the coin over is the word I'm looking for, um, you will see that how I actually got over this. Now, first few times when I did this and I thought, boys are hardly here on the weekend, uh, on the Friday night, so I date nights every Friday night. Um, but I, I can't, you know, maybe we shouldn't have a date night tonight because I've got the boys, you know, this is, this is my comment to my partner. And my partner said, no, this is not on. Why are we not having a date night? You know, so he starts being resentful about the boys. Like, why, why am I missing out on my date night with my girlfriend? Because the boys are here. So he said, no, I think this is what we should do. We should tell them that we have a date night. We should ask them respectfully, if it respects our time, and also invite them to join us um, and watch a movie with us and have Ben and Jerry's with us or whatever they want to have. Um, so we did. Now, I felt guilty when I first did that. I mean, this is, you know, I don't have them often on Fridays. Um, they are with their dad. However, the few times I have had them when their dad's away on business or he's away on holiday or he's simply busy, um, I felt guilty and I felt terrible, almost embarrassed. And then I thought real hard and thought, what am I showing them here? It's about taking a step back. It's about stop and think. It's about stop feeling bad and ask yourself a question what am I showing them here if I do decide to have this date night this is what I was showing them I'm showing them um, an example of a loving relationship where date nights should be part of so I am showing them something great I'm showing them something brilliant but I couldn't see that I could only see being guilty, being, I'm neglecting them, you know, they're hardly here on Friday night, so I should be spending time with them, blah, blah, blah. The excuses continued until my partner pointed out, which is, he was absolutely right. So I did continue having our date night, you know, and um, my son, the younger one, came down and he half, you know, half the, halfway through, he joined us for the film. He got really involved and he watched it with us and cuddled up with us, which is lovely. It was absolutely brilliant. And other times he has come in and um, just said, I don't want to watch this, it's boring. And he will come and check in with us unless she go back in his room. And the older one tends to stay in his room, being on his iPad or watching his own film or, or playing his Xbox. So it kind of always works out fine. But the message is really clear to them that every Friday night is mum's um, date night. And why am I doing this? I also need to spend time building my relationship, creating a loving relationship, not just for myself, where I feel loved and I feel like I am thriving. But I also want to show my children what a loving relationship should look like. And it looks like from my point of view, from my experience that I'm bringing them. So that feeling of guilt diminished as a result of me looking into what I was doing, questioning myself and actually thinking this is okay. It's okay to feel like this. It's okay to feel guilty. I know why you're feeling guilty because you don't know any different. If you do anything for anyone else apart from your kids, you start feeling guilty. If you do anything for yourself, you start feeling guilty. That's my blueprint, I guess. 
and I didn't know any different until I challenged back. And this is why I've created this program because I've gone through what you're probably gonna go through if you were to create the date night. I remember bringing this topic up with my um, um, ladies that I train on uh, Thursday. I train a bunch of ladies in the center, you know, and I said to these guys, what do you think of date nights? And there were, there was 12 ladies there and they all said, what? We don't have date nights. We don't have time for date night. What are you talking about? And, and and I just, you know, I thought I listened and I listened and I said, why? And I challenged them back, you know, and there one of the challenges was to go and talk to their partners about date night, see how they feel. And we had some really positive response as a result of that. In fact, we joke about this now. It's kind of regular thing for some of the those ladies there. And, you know, this this is one way of rekindling or maintaining or watering the plant relationship in your household. There may be other ways. Maybe you train together. Uh, maybe you have a sport that you follow together. It could be whatever. As long as you are getting a chance to spend time as a couple, remember not parents. We know you're a parent. We, no one's taking that away. But it's just you and your partner holding hands, showing love and affection, maintaining that love that you had years ago you know we know the honeymoon period is over i i do totally understand that but there is no reason why you can't create a little pocket of love uh affection intimacy every single week and you'll see how much of a difference it brings to your life i um challenge you listeners to if you do that do let me know and um, I, I don't need <laughs> don't need the details but I would love to know what you actually think about um, this particular point that we've discussed now that those are the two elements that I've talked about my other important the all are as important as each other segment or element um, that I discuss in my program in this podcast is it's called create now what do I mean when I say create the create is something which is absolutely essential for bringing up yourself and your children in a secure, meaningful way. Um, when I say create, so when you uh, when we talk about create, we say in our lives we are very busy. We have many many different elements that we need to um, go through each day. But perhaps we're not very good at, um, we're not very good at um, creating, um, oh, sorry, we're not very good at understanding the different stages of our child's lives. So the, the, the pro- point I'm trying to, to make here is children really, just children. What the, what do I mean when I say children? We all know that we have children. What you, I, I want I want you to understand what am I saying when I say children? I mean children, at different stages of their lives and the help and support they need to go through that journey with you. So there's a big. I mean, most of my friends have um teenage teenage kids. We kind of grew up, well, they grew up together. We grew we grew old together. Um, we have um many discussions about um, the tantrums our children are having or the good times they're having or 
growth spurts they're having or what there's very very similar things that my children are going through uh, to compare to my friends children are going through it's great to have that friendship and that's again the connection that I have with my my friends enables me to understand what's happening with my child and also makes me feel like part of a tribe a part of a group where I'm not segregated that this is not just me that's feeling like that or this is not my child that's just doing that so we've got a we've um create an amazing group where we talk about our kids since they were babies and you know and who was having a who was going to sleep in time going through the night nappies uh, potty training you name it you know all of that so how do we understand how do we understand different stages of our life so to order to master in order to master that i have created the expert growth activator what this will give you is to help and support you in present like right now preparing for stages of growth adapting and changing your methods of parents and planning for future so you do the best you can how you can then best support your children in their life journeys why is it important to understand different stages of your children's life because they change and we don't remember our own stages and we perhaps don't know what to do when that happens you know the terrible twos where we get absolutely massively challenged and then we get to the 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 terror tens i mean i'm sure you've heard of all kinds of um words that are made up around that and then the teenage tantrums and teenage monsters that we've created which is what i've heard other parents say is something that we need to challenge we need to learn we need to understand what is going on with them and that what what that will do is once you understand what's happening with the children's development stages you are better prepared to deal with it that will bring a calmness to the atmosphere most of the time we are stressed because we are not getting our kids to do what we want them to do so uh, after some say they will stop listening and stop doing things that we ask them to do because our methods are same as we we treat them the same as we did at age 3 go to your room age 5 go to your room age 7 10 14 you're not going to get the same response you will get a child who's grown up now is going to give it back to you and then you're going to call them rude and then you're going to argue together and before you know it both of you are bickering with each other and relationship is breaking down fast particular with a mother who is mostly in touch with the kids on day-to-day hour-to-hour basis this is why it's important to understand the different stages of your kid's life. Um, I'm doing, uh, uh, I do another podcast with a, uh, a, a therapist, which goes out, I believe, Sundays. It's called Mind Matters. And currently we're discussing the teenage brain uh, and what's actually happening with the teenage brain. Now, I cannot tell you, once I understood and I did a podcast and asked a few questions, my understanding of a teenage brain is so much more than another mother. This has given me so much insight to how to handle or how to deal with my son who is a teenager. And his teenage years are going to continue and going to be there. This, this is not just a small phase. This is a big phase. We're talking about adolescence at so 14 to 25. If you are going to enter this phase without any 
help or support or education and knowledge behind it, you will struggle. You will struggle because your child is not going to be that little angel that it was at five, six, eight or ten. He will change. That's not because he's being horrible. That's not because he's being a monster teenager. That's because his mind is, um, his, his brain is asking for a lot. And he's himself or she herself are going through a very difficult, intense um, time, emotional time, that they require your full support, but not your um, questioning and the shouting and the upsetness that is being caused with many parents now. And I just literally thought that was such an important topic for, for mums and even dads, really, to understand what is going on with their kids uh, when they become a teenager so they can get themselves fully equipped. You know, once you've seen it with your child number one, yes, it's slightly different or easier with child number two, but isn't it better to prepare yourself and understand how your teenager is feeling so that you can support them but more importantly you can support yourself it's like it's like looking at a recipe beforehand isn't that food that you're going to cook if you've got the recipe there isn't the result going to be so much better than actually bunging in a few things in a pan and then expecting it to be okay or taking a chance your teenager's right there is being moody, is staying in their room, starting to eat lots of bad food, starting to shut themselves by themselves um, in the room, starting to stay out quite a lot, ignoring your messages about what time you're coming home, not having dinner with you, being rude to you, being unreasonable to you. Most of the teenagers are doing that. So they're not because they're bad, it's because they're going through a phase which you need to understand and you need to build a new relationship Based on your old relationship, you need to build new relationships, understanding what is actually happening in their minds, in their brains right now, so you can best support them. Okay, so that's uh, talking about the children in our life. Very, very important topic there. Now, my next core element, which I absolutely, uh, literally am passionate about, is body confidence. It's about confidence. What do I mean when I say confidence? I mean being confident in uh, confident in all areas of your life, particularly body confidence. This is my jam. I am a, a personal trainer as well as a nutritionist, and I love teaching. Love seeing the results that come from eating healthy and just moving your body. My aim isn't to make you, you know, to help you get a six pack. However, my aim is to nourish you from inside out, and you to step away from that scale, and for you to stop trying out so many methodologies because there is only one method that actually really works um, and that's to actually eat healthier breakfast lunch and dinner keep the trees to minimal and exercise that's it don't try another diet they don't work well that's not true they work for a short period but then you get bored and then you go for binge so then you put the weight back on you need to understand what is it that's putting the weight on? Or you need to understand what is it that's going on with you? Is it, is it a mental thing? You live stuck in the past or you are dealing with, you're firefighting your life right now. So you just keep binge eating. Um, and is that an emotional eating now? Now you've created a new behavior pattern that you have to follow because you don't know how else to survive. Okay, so I absolutely love teaching mums about body confidence uh, and what happens if you have one isn't it just imagine your life with never to follow a diet be able to have some treats and 
get in the clothes that you want to. Stop pointing at arms and belly and legs and different parts of your body that you're not happy with. How about you just feel confident all over? What would that do for you right now? Think about it. So in order to master this, I have created a formula that's called the Powerful Wellness Formula. What this will teach you is how to get yourself in shape without having to follow numerous methodologies with little results. It will also help you to understand how to bring up healthy and well-balanced children. So this body confidence is just not just for you, but you will transfer those skills, you will transfer that knowledge into your family and as a result of that, they will be healthier and they will see again another role model, your other side of you, that will take them into adulthood with that confidence that they will have um, in their bodies, in their lives. Why is it important to have body confidence? It is important for two reasons. Like we just said, it's important so that you can feel energized. You need every bit, every tiny bit of energy. And we have confidence to make better choices as a result of that. And the other reasons, like I just said, so that your children can understand what a healthy lifestyle looks like and then they can take that into their adulthood and change. We can change generations here if we are responsible um, mother and we can literally change the world. This is how important it is for mums to understand how body confidence affects not just them, but also their children. And they're watching you doing numerous diets. Mum's always on a diet. You know, if your child is seeing that, what are you showing them? Ask yourself, what are you showing your teenage daughter about body confidence if you're constantly on diet, if you're constantly eating different foods to them, if you're constantly talking about your weight and talking about your uh, bulges or you're talking about how unhappy you are and upset you look. Not a great example. Now, this leads us to, this leads us to um, another core element that I've created, which is create. What do I mean when I say create? I mean creating a structure in your household so you can have a calm environment, not just for you, but for your family. There is so little planning that actually goes on in families, but the families that actually plan and the mums that have a plan for their meals for the evenings, or they may have a plan for breakfast, or they may have a plan for housework, or they may have a plan for uh, sharing the chores around the house, are the families that are thriving. You will see them having great, great results because the whole family is involved in it, not just the mum who's doing everything. That, you know, the minute your child can actually bring that plate from that table onto the sink, this is where we need to start creating those great habits. But you show that, you show it first, you show it as an example. And the mothers that have their food sorted out, their dinners sorted out, rather than coming home at the whole, everyone is arriving home at, say, for example, 5.30. And if you're saying, I'm not sure what to cook, let's just get pizza, let's just get some chips, let's get fish and chips today because I'm so exhausted. But often on a Sunday, you spend an hour planning what you're going to eat in particular or what you're going to do for the rest of the week and who's in charge of what. And that's everybody, by the way. Everyone needs to be part of it. 
If your teenager can chop vegetables, your husband can come and do, you know, he can then clear up if he's coming work from work late, and that you're creating an environment where everyone's responsible for moving the wheels, putting the wheels in motion in this household rather than just you, because it is not your responsibility alone to bring up the household. However, you are the chief in charge most of the time, and you need to decide what you're going to eat, perhaps bring their opinion into it let ask them what is it what's your favorite food so monday is meatballs and pasta and tuesday is um um chicken curry and rice and then the wednesday is jacket potato with tuna whatever it is keep it simple don't try to be too creative here just start and then carry on in my house we cook um my my days are very busy so i am busy from six in the morning five thirty to pretty much three o'clock uh, before i pick up my son and my i've created this business to fit in with with my family um so i can be maximum maximum time creating my own passion uh, and working on my passion my craft and then in the afternoon i'm with my children i'm helping them with their homework but i'm around if they need me it's that um security they have the feel that my mom's always there i can go to all of their events and watch them play football go to their assemblies um take them to their friend's house have their friends over for dinner and creating that social life which is so so important for them and i can only do that because i have planned my lunches i have planned my breakfast and i've almost planned my dinners some dinners I'm going to be honest here are ad hoc but most of my planning is you know there's four or five things that I make and I rotate them and my kids are happy to eat them because I've mastered those dishes rather well and they are quite tasty um, and I'm I'm really proud that I've done that but on a Sunday I do apply I plan the whole week um, so I put in what hours I'm working what exactly am I doing in particular so f- for example on a Monday I am at Grid City Fitness um, from 5.30 to 1 o'clock, 1, 1, 1.30. So it's about three, four sessions that I do. Um, and in between, I come home for breakfast and then take the boys to school or my son to school. The other one walks. Now, all of that is there. And then from 3.30, it says pick up my little one. It says homework. And then it says time spent in the evening. That's um, a time just me and them where I just stay with them, lay with them, hold their hands, give them hugs, just be around. And that's all planned out in my my planning structure. So I know that, and, and then that's stuck on my fridge, so my kids can see that. What am I showing here now? All of this leads to being a great role model. I'm showing a mother who's in control, who's got the priorities written on that on that little planner that she plans at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. Everyone knows where I'm at. So there's none of this, where's mum? I'm not missing, I'm around and I'm doing this, that, Facebook lives, whatever it is, my kids can see, they can read and they can then, they then feel comfortable. They're, they're not looking for me and uh, feeling uh, neglected. What will, what this create um, will give you is, it will show you how you can prioritise and complete your daily tasks. You, you know, initially we talked about a mother who feels like a failure, who's never finished a single job. That's because you've taken on too much. You're not sure what priority is. If you're saying everything is a priority, that's not true. What are the things that you definitely need to do in today's day? That's what you need to choose. Um, it will help you to feel less guilty. This is a really important point. The reason I do this uh, planning on a Sunday is because I'm not, I, want to, I don't want to feel guilty. I want to feel good. I want to feel my life's in control as a busy mother. 
it will also create an environment where your where your um, family knows what's happening in the week. It also means that you won't run out of the important. You're not going to miss out on the important stuff. Why is it important to create a stress-free environment, stress-free life, and, and, and a planning? It's important so you can relax a little knowing you're on schedule and it will give you more time to spend on your family and create a stress-free environment. And children thrive on routines and they, they, they themselves will create this in their adulthood and become good planners. <coughs> Excuse me. This leads to my last component, which is career. Career, what do I mean when I say career? Now, I mean a passion, a job, or something that you love to do to go back into to climb the ladders. Perhaps before your babies came along, you were doing amazing work for a corporate or for yourself, and you've stopped all of that. This program, this particular component of the program, is going to help you climb that ladder back up again. Now, whether that's something you want to do for yourself, I will always and always. Um, strongly recommend people work for themselves and find their own passion why are they in this world do some deep work with themselves and find what they want to do rather than being in a job which they don't like or maybe perhaps you love your corporate work why not then continue to climb the ladders how would you though balance your life and doing that and that's what I talk about in this particular element in order to give you a clear understanding of career I have created a clear career solution. What this will give you is a solution where you can return to doing whatever it is that you would like to do as a career. This will help you to find a balance between looking after your kids and pursuing a career without feeling guilty for doing so and like so many women do at the moment. So why is it important? It's important because as a mom, you can have an impact on your family's income, your mental health, your feeling fulfilled, and you create a growth mindset. You can't just write yourself off after your mom. You want to continue to be you. You want to continue to be doing the things that feed your soul. And that is not just having children. That's one element of your life. You will also be a role model to many of the behaviours that will enhance your children's life. So you're showing them that mother, that you, this mother can balance work life and home life. And that requires a great, great planning system in place that we just talked about previously. And also the support from all the loved ones around you, which we've also talked about. Now the key to finding a balance, so, so you can the key is to find a balance so you, you can um you so you and your family can get the best out of this. So you you know if you used to work full time, perhaps you won't be able to do that anymore until your kids are a certain age where they can come home, they can sort themselves out. Then you can so stage by stage you will do what you really need to do. Perhaps one happens straight away, but you can start. But some of it can start at home. You can start thinking about what is it that you really love to do. What is your passion some people want to work with kids some people want to work with disabled children whatever it is you could start volunteering if you are in your mat leave or your kids are really little do something that will feed your soul okay so this is not just self-love it's an element of self-love where you can actually um, find a career or you can find yourself going back on it rather than having that resentment that I could have now been a CEO of this company but I can't because I have kids that's not true you can do both you can definitely do both but you need all the other elements in your life to be right so this is about taking stock of where you're at how can you do this without any of the other elements in your life getting neglected 
So these are the things that we will talk about in all of my podcasts when I'll be interviewing mums who may have their own um, jobs or may have their own businesses. Um, there may be single parent mums out there. There may be mums that are, you know, balancing all kinds of things in their life. And it would be great to bring you some of the experience and to show you, uh, well, so you can hear me on this podcast with all kinds of tips um, from different backgrounds as well of life. So that's what this podcast is to be about. It's about helping to transform busy mum's life for better so that you can become a best version of yourself. If you've enjoyed this show about transforming busy mum's lives and you think another mother that you think is maybe struggling, is stressed and can also do with this particular listening to this particular podcast, please feel free to share this podcast with them and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thank you. Get to know more about me by following me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube by the name of Little Coach Farah.